Hey guys, before we started the show, we wanted to thank Lauren Passell for including us a couple of times in Podcast the Newsletter. Lauren's the co-founder of Tink Media, a podcast publicity company. She's the co-host of Podcast Podcast, the podcast that talks about how great podcasts are, as well as the co-host of the Shelf Care Podcast, a podcast about ambitious women talking about reading, rituals, and remedies. Lauren did a really nice write-up about us in the November 1st, 2019 edition of Podcast the Newsletter, as well as mentioning us on the September 6th edition. And we wanted to thank her for including us in the newsletter. It really means a lot to us. As a way of saying thank you, we'd love it if you would all follow Lauren on Twitter at Lauren Passell at L-A-U-R-E-N-P-A-S-S-E-L-L. And from there, you can find links to Tink Media, Podcast the Newsletter, and all of our podcasts. Thanks again, Lauren. And now here's the show. James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name's Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. So this week, uh, it's another uh, parable. Yeah. Uh, our second parable. Parable time. First one being, wait, prodigal son. Yep. Good job. Good job. <laughs> my mind is like blank. And uh, what's fun about this one is I almost guarantee that Nick has heard the name of it before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, can I ask how many parables are there? Ooh. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. There, there are a lot. Classic. Okay. There's a lot. Um, you think we're going to cover all of them? Absolutely not. Okay. No, <laughs> no a lot of them like cover the, are, are treading the exact same territory or sure. okay. they're just, or are like really short. Right. They could just be like, like, you know that thing? Like that's a thing, that thing. I would actually say prodigal son is probably the longest. Yeah. And I think today we're doing maybe the second longest. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, so today uh, we're doing the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Huh. Right? Do you know anything about you've Good Samaritans? Sam- uh, Do you Good Samaritans or Samaritans <laughs> in general? Um, well, I, I guess I don't know the definition of a, just a Samaritan. Um, like, can you be a bad Samaritan? Sure. Okay. Um, good Samaritan... Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know where it stems from. Well, so in the Bible, it's people who uh, try to RV to all 49 states. <laughs> okay. Right? That's my dad joke of the night. I, how I, did, you lost me. Oh, oh seriously? It's just a subculture that's in the area that doesn't isn't Jewish. Oh, no, no, no. I thought that you guys would like, thought this was like a more away, the Good Sam Club. Uh, it's like for people who RV. I don't know. It Jesus seems to be people Christ. who RV. You are, you're not aware of this? No, once you said it, I know the good Sam. Yes. I am not aware of it. Oh, wow. Okay. RV virgin. I mean, I, let me just say, <laughs> I did not expect that joke to land at all. Okay. But It'd maybe like, a little more than that. Right. Yeah. At least be aware of the joke. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did seem like you had it locked uh, and loaded. Uh, like oh. ready to go. Yeah. That is, uh, Welcome um, to my world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it makes sense uh, once we get into the story as to why it applies to RVs. Okay. Sort of. Uh, there's also... Just the traveling? <laughs> you've, you've really... Totally not saying how it's here. related to the RVs. Taking care of people on the road? Are you trying to compare it to AAA? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, you also get, like, discounts and shit. But, uh, anyway, 
I know uh, nothing about the Good Sam's Club, so that could be at me if I'm wrong. Uh, at KJV Pod, except for it's Nick. Except that's me, responds, so please don't. At Nick, if because I'll wrong. be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> So the parable of the Good Samaritan is in Luke. Okay. Um, which is one. Oh, wait, the, are the parables in different places? It's oh, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a list. No, oh, no, no, no. no. no, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically whenever it, what it typically happened was that Jesus was having a conversation with somebody and they became an asshole. And so he said, let me tell you a story. He'd tell them a story and it'd be an object lesson, not a lot like Aesop's fables. And then, uh, they would either understand it or not understand it, depending uh-huh. on the story. And we'd move on. Well, and that's, that's, is it, is it set off like uh, do you know that it's a parable like yes. because of some certain thing in the Bible? It's my understanding. And I don't know if this is this also might be utter bullshit. Um, but from from school, uh, it would often said that uh, this is the way that biblical teachers and scholars at the time would teach was in parable form. Like this was a, uh-huh. f- a mode that we were used to. Yeah, sure. I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, and actually, your previous uh, statement is kind of gets us into this about. You know, some guy would be an a-hole and Jesus would tell a story to tell them why they're an a-hole. Mm-hmm. So not in this case. Why are we case, saying a-hole? I don't know. Sorry. I, I just realized. I have a toddler and I'm trying to swear less, but he's not going to listen to We're this. We're just trying to knock it down to that PG-13 rating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta get, gotta get those tweens. <laughs> Fine. Ass. Um, so this is one of the cases where it's, it's a rich dude. Yeah. But asking a question. Yeah. So not being an explicit a-hole. <laughs> But uh, I'm going <laughs> to well, keep saying a-hole. It's I, feel, fun. I feel like he feels gross. If I actually. remember right, he like pushes him and that's where it, like the a-hole. This uh, isn't uh, the pushing <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> team a-hole. God damn it. Uh, well, there goes our tag. Uh, so Adam, do you remember how uh, that we get into yeah, this? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's having a conversation and then lawyer. Yeah. Okay. It's usually a lawyer who's being a dick. Wow. Just like somebody who's like arguing, like, eh, I want, I'm gonna, I want to quibble over the terminology that you're like saying. Because like the whole conversation is about neighbors. Like, be kind to your neighbor uh-huh. is the the gist of what's going on. Yes. Uh, so he asked Jesus, what do I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds, well, what's the law? Like, right. what does the law say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Dude, nailed Whoa. it. Totally nailed it. It's kind of a big deal okay. phrase. This is one of those things um, that was like beat into you. Okay. And Jesus said, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, do it. Do it and you'll be fine. And then the guy goes, uh, who's my neighbor? I think it was like more of like a, well, but who is my neighbor? <laughs> I, I'm i giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's kind. Alan gives him the benefit. I think he's just being a dick. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have team a-hole and team not a-hole. Team uh, b-hole? And then Jesus... <laughs> The B team hole. <laughs> it's just. It's I mean, it actually less, works either way. A hole or B hole works for the exact same thing. It does. Uh, and then Jesus starts the parable. Yeah. So, so take it away. The The parable is uh, Jesus says there is a Jewish man. Does he say Jewish man? Or what is he, how does he clarify that the man is Jewish? A certain man a went certain down man. from Jerusalem. So leaves Jerusalem. The indication is like he's like us. Uh-huh. He's a big, huge air quotes there. He's like us and he's wandering and he's on his way to, does it say where he's going? It does. Jericho? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, and and none of the people in the parables are named, right? It's just this guy. No. Yeah. Dude. A man. Yeah. Dude trekking to Jericho on the way. Bandits jump out, beat the shit out of him, take his donkey, take his stuff and leave him for dead on the side of the road. Mm. And strip him of his clothing. Strip him of his clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think it's it an important detail. Sure. It is. So yeah, he's naked, bleeding, left for dead. Okay. Uh, and then a priest. Priest. Priest is coming down. And as he gets close, sees 
this man and the man is like uh, help me and not in the bible how's that written <laughs> uh, and the priest basically uh because he can't like he's been consecrated can't touch anything unclean and a beat man would con- would constitute something that's unclean also not huh. in the bible really uh. i know that I, that was totally in my mind as all well. from the animated shit no because like, uh, there's some lines that i remember and it's like these are totally but i also imagine that was probably just uh told flavor to text yeah so or, or it was like it would be common knowledge by like the Jewish scholars and then eventually it made its way to uh tiny S. <laughs> right. Sure. So the the it, it, insinuation is like by following the letter of the law, he doesn't help this person, skirts okay. around him and then like lately just leaves him. Yeah. A little while later, a Levite? Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, I remember being confused by this because like aren't Levites priests? That's that's was my yeah, thought. I'm confused as well. So maybe I mean, I'm thinking it's all priests are Levites, but obviously not all Levites are priests. Oh. See, I kind of thought all Levites were priests, but uh, that'd be a lot of priests. Anyway, so this an- another like th- well these do. two people are Jewish. That is the key thing here. Okay. And he goes by uh, basically does the exact same thing. Sees it like bloody pulpy guy. Sure. Like. Uh uh-uh. uh, and I believe in the animated things he was like, uh, "Oh no, the the bandits have got you. They might still be around. I better get out of here." And then does the like Scooby Doo exactly, uh, which actually is a pretty common um, conception. Oh like, really? It, it could be like a trap. Oh, I mean, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but both of them crossed to the other side of the road. Right, they ca- crossed the other side of the road. So literally, like going as out of their ways they can without really inconveniencing themselves. Yeah. Little while later, a Samaritan, and so a little bit of historical context is needed here. Some, some, Samaria, mm-hmm. Samaria is a nation kind of in the middle uh, of the Israelites at this time, okay. where they're not Jewish, but they're kind of like in the middle. It's I, I got the impression that's similar to like like Israel and Palestine right now, where they're like kind of interwebbed into each other's society, but they're not a part of each other, okay. and. Jewish Jewish people look down on them as second class citizens. Okay. Is that an accurate? I do not know about the geography, but other than that, I believe him to be correct. <laughs> and I may not be. This did not come with a map, unfortunately. <laughs> no, and I may be totally wrong about the geography. Now what kind of fantasy book is that? It does seem pretty they're, cl- they're close. In. Yeah, they, they have to because they interact a lot. And so like Jesus goes to Samaria and doesn't have a good time except for the woman at the well. Yeah, I think that's yes. Samaria. Uh, the Samaritan then, woman, and is then a thing like too. right before the story, weirdly, he tells uh, it's on like, his mind. He tells his disciples like not to heal people in Samaria or something. Oh, wasn't it? Then anyway, he's feeling guilty for that. I think so. <laughs> I misspoke. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> but yeah. So the, the entire point is that like <laughs> there's animosity between these two groups of people, and you know y- you would like uh, a Jew wouldn't touch a Samaritan, and likewise, and vice versa. Sure. So what ends up happening is uh, this Samaritan is coming along, sees this man and goes, oh, my God. And like jumps off his, his donkey, cleans his wounds, gives him, gets him as like as as like stable as possible, gives him like puts clothes on him that he's carrying with him, puts him on his donkey, walks him to the nearest village or all the way to Jericho. Uh, it just says uh, in to an inn. like gets him to an inn, goes to the owners of the inn, like pays them a certain amount of money. I don't remember how much two denarii Two denarii, which <laughs> Fuck, I don't know how much that is, but pays him and basically says like, I will come back through here on my way back and like use this as a down payment. Anything else is on me. I will pay for okay. it as soon as I'm back. Yeah. But like he's here until he heals. And then that's, that's the end of the parable. Correct. And then Jesus looks at the guy and goes like, so which one of the three was his neighbor? Ah. And then like 
animated version kicks in at this point, and the guy's like, <laughs> m- like stubbornly going like, uh, these, uh, these, the, the, uh, the one who was kind to him. So that actually kind of a interpretation of the story is he had to admit the one who showed mercy on him, which is what he said. Yeah. Uh, at least in this version of the Bible, but he still didn't want to like name him as a Samaritan. Oh, really? That's in the, that's uh, in the text. That's not in the text, but, but he never like says a, like the Samaritan. Correct. Oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, and then Jesus says, go and do likewise. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the parable. Oh, and the parable is it's, okay. I do have actually, this is a question for you guys. Like, does this insinuate to you guys that the, the term neighbor has actually changed in context? Because like when I think of neighbor, I just it's geographically people who live near me. Right. Not people that I'm kind to and people who are like this is seeming like neighbor means friend. I mean, I think that's kind of the point of the parable is the guy's like, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus is like, not just the people geographically around right. you. Not just people even of your race or Mankind religion. is your yeah. friend. People who are kind to like be kind to. Yeah, it's anyone. the State Farm definition. Yes. So yeah. after reading this, it it brought me back to our Saul Paul episode because I feel like this is just another huge example of Jesus being uh, pro works. He's like, you have to be kind to your neighbor, sure. not just believe hmm. in me. Like, because the guy's asking, how do I get to heaven? Right. And Jesus says, <laughs> be a nice, do good things for people. Yeah. Yeah. Love God and love me or love people. Yeah, of course. Love God, love everyone, but like also be kind. And I think part of kindness implicitly means not just apathy. Kindness it has a bit of action. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so again, fuck Paul, <laughs> like hmm. super fuck Paul taking this away from Jesus. Cause Jesus was totally about doing things and making the world a better place. Hmm. And Paul was like, well, as long as you believe you're fine, uh, which I yeah. think just encouraged the current state of Christianity with this, like they just stay among themselves. And it's this like apathetic towards climate change and homelessness. And yeah, sure. Anyway, so fuck Paul. And then later, uh, yeah, Never mind. <laughs> I, I just totally spaced on the guy's name. Uh, the, the French guy who's this, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. He's the father of all of this, the reform people, Luther, Martin Luther, and then Luther Vandross. Yeah, no. Oh shit. It's the predestination guy. Calvin. Calvin. Jesus Christ. Oh. No, Whoa. then also like fuck Calvin. Cause it's same idea. How do you oh. feel about Hobbes? Love Hobbes. I'm more of oh, a shit. team Calvin. Oh, Wait, did you just put I that did, together? I, I think I actually knew that, but once I like, I re-put that together. <laughs> yeah, that's intentional, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they necessarily like a representative of the two philosophers. Could you call Calvin a Ooh, philosopher? Oh boy. Doesn't fucking You know from my head. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't like this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's I that's know. the story. That's the, I mean, that's that's the parable. I, I, I'm, I agree with Alan. I think I'm more team Jesus after this story. Yeah, I, I, Jesus is a pretty good guy. <laughs> I mean, besides the spitting in people's facial orifices. But that was do all... Do not kink shame. Yeah. Well, fair. <laughs> I mean, it did good for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it made his world a better place. They were into it. Maybe he's just like, he was got tired of like, he just like, you got to mix it up. You know, he's like, I, I'm sick of just doing miracles. But definitely team Jesus over team Paul. Yeah. Like, Jesus was a pretty good guy, I think. It's so annoying. As far as we really, know. I liked Paul as a person. Well, not as a person. I liked, I like, as a kid, I loved, I loved the moments when Paul would like spring on the local constabulary that he was uh, a Roman and they'd suddenly like freak the fuck out. Doesn't as that a- make you like him less as an adult though? <laughs> He'll like get into mischief and be all like, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. He's like, I'm a Roman. I'm a Roman. Yeah, no, yeah. no, but he wouldn't get in trouble. He was like, it was, he'd be doing things like 
that weren't wrong. And just like the local the local synagogue would be pissed at him. It wasn't even like the Romans were just like, fine, we'll just take him off the street. And then he would go, guys, I'm a Roman and whatever. And are we done with Paul stories? No. Okay. That's what I thought. No. I mean, I mean there's not a like lot of stories. Of the, right. But like half of the new Testament is Paul. Okay. Yeah. Um, but mostly just writing letters, telling people to, well, I mean, plus the, not have sex and to like worship or and to only preach the gospel. But if you have to get married, then and to not let women yeah, don't be let, in charge of things. Yeah. And also and, like stop taking money from like forcing people to pay you money to, to bless you. Like there's a lot. Well, of, I will, I will hold my judgment for team Paul or Jesus until I have the full story. But fair enough. It does sound like, I mean, you're not painting a great picture. Paul does get Paul. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, good story. Bad story? Uh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, no surprises. Yeah. Uh, Was that what you were expecting the, it to be? Yeah. Well, I mean, the you know, the the it's very similar to the prodigal son, you know, parable where it's like, yeah, this short, nicely encapsulated thing. Uh, and I think I probably said this in the original parable one, like this is actually what I presumed most of the Bible to be. Right. Um, these more like allegorical everyman stories. I should say there's an allegorical interpretation of this story where uh, the man set out from Jerusalem is Adam and the robbers are the devil and the fall of man. And I can't remember who the Levite was, but the good Samaritan is Jesus. And when he entrusts, when he entrusts Adam to the care of the church, he says, I will be back to pay this man's debts. Anyway, yeah, you may not like it, but it is an allegorical reading of this parable. <laughs> not a great one, because like I didn't say it was good. Yeah, I mean, biblically, it's fine. The 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 priest and the Levite don't really have a purpose. In I kind of like it just as a story. It doesn't really need. Yeah, sure. No, it'd be a good story where you're like, you know, hey, good for you know race relations. That's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for the parable. Uh, we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. Yeah, we are. And it is time for the Aesop Abstinent. Don't do it, Adam. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much, Alan. <laughs> you guys are just like killing my vibe. Uh, so do we uh, recall what has been happening in the life of Aesop up till this point? He Nothing is, good. Uh, he's short and crooked and ugly. Yeah. And none of his friends like like him or something. Well, uh, he has no friends. That's true. Um, but he he was like a, sold into servanthood and uh, on his. Know. Why are we you, listening to this guy? Do you remember the the travels that he went on? That was very much like an Aesop story where he was basically giving out stuff from his pack to try yes. and make friends. Yes. And we made a joke about how he's just like like making his pack lighter so he'd have to deal with it. And that's exactly the thing. Yeah. Like he was, so that's proving his wit because he wasn't as, as, uh, as unencumbered as he went. Oh, fuck that guy. Did he also like have a big dong or something? I don't think that we've covered the big dong. This sounds familiar. So either either this was a bit or, or, or I don't uh, think that's canon necessarily. He had a huge mind. Um, so just uh, like, a, like mind, like a donkey. I thought I'd catch. <laughs> I thought I'd catch you up on uh, more of the life of before we do the fable. Yeah, please. Um, so at this point, he is a household servant. 
and he's not very good at it because he doesn't look very good. He's bad at <laughs> communicating. There's this, you know, like. Yeah. Who doesn't want a, a tiny, ugly, sharp tongued man in their house? This is the Aside weird- from Dr. Frankenstein. Like, this yeah. is yeah. the weirdest thing. Like this is somebody found the diary of like a downstairs person in Downton Abbey and then published it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It um, just- so he was uh, sent. uh into the fields to be in charge of the husbandry. I mean, the difference Lord. between between Aesop and Joseph is Joseph was handsome. Yeah. So they took Paul and they took yeah. Joseph and took the worst traits and shoved them together. Uh, no mention of Aesop's sleeves. True. Yet. Um, okay. So uh, he's working in the fields. Uh, at some point, um, <laughs> the master of the house gets a delivery of figs. Oh, hell yeah. And like, he's so into these figs and how into like, wait, Aesop is or the the master, the master is into the figs that that tracks. Um, one of the other servants, his name is Agathopus. Okay. Uh, and, uh, he is put in charge of the figs, (laughs) the fig master. master. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is more and more Um, people shit. And he's put in charge of the figs while the master goes and takes a bath. <laughs> Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's only for the length of time yeah, he's yeah. in the bath. Like, it's like master's like, at these all, will normally at all be other under times, my eyes At only. all other times, I will be the master of the figs. But Agathopus, while I bathe, you shall be the master of it's the like, figs. It's like picking a kid to be in charge. Don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a fake in charge. Yeah. Um, and so. Or it's a very, very real in charge. And that's terrifying. As you alluded to earlier, the uh, f- uh, Aesop's fellow servants have no regard for him. They don't they don't like him. Yeah. Um, and But they also want these figs. So they catch a plan to basically eat the figs while the master's in the bath and then blame Aesop. Oh, uh, shit. because Aesop won't be able to defend himself because have I mentioned that Aesop is mute? <laughs> Wait, mute? No, no. Um, I thought you said he had like a stutter. Well, so I think that the way that this, uh, these writings have, have presented themselves was something like, um, foul of brain mouth or whatever, you know, like, uh, mute is what it is. He can't talk. So, so Agathopus hatches this plan and says like, look, wait, so this is Agathopus did this? The master of figs? The like temporary a, master, of temporary figs. master of figs, abandoned his duties to eat the figs. Yeah. And they're going to blame it on Aesop because oh. Aesop's not going to be able to defend himself because he's mute. Um, and I like this. So I'm going to read it. <clears throat> uh, this is Agathopus telling his fellow servants. What have we more to do than to stuff our guts with these figs ourselves and then lay the roguery upon Aesop, who is at this instant in the house where they are? And then, when our master comes to examine the matter, we are two witnesses to one against him, which will make it so clear a case that the silly cur will not have the face to deny the fact. That is fantastic. I love it. Was that What was that word? Roguery? Uh, they're going to lay the roguery upon Aesop. The silly cur. Hold on. Roguery, as in the... It's the adjective form of rogue. I guess. I love it. Yeah. Adjective. Um, they eat the figs and the master comes out of the bath. All or some. Oh, they eat all the figs. We'll just get, well, then all the master has to do is wait about six hours and he'll be yeah, very clear who ate all the figs. We're getting to it. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, master gets out of the bath. Uh, they blame, they're like, Hey dude, Aesop just ate all your figs, man. All of them. Uh, and they're like, 
you got to find him and bring this traitor to justice. Uh, so he calls Aesop in and it's like, I, I hear you've been eating all my figs. How do you defend yourself? And he's mute, so he can't defend himself. So what he does is he goes and drinks a shit ton of water and then pukes his guts out, displaying that he has no figs in his person. Jesus. And then the master is like, oh, I see what we're doing here. Great. Uh, other fellow servants, please puke. <gasps> And so he makes all of the other servants uh, puke. And there's a woodcut of oh. the servants being uh, forced to gag themselves and puke up the figs, which oh, I think we will still post whole. around. We'll definitely post that to Instagram. Um, it's wonderful. Uh, Why and are so, some of the figs whole? Yeah. Well, he was only in the they're, bath for a minute. If you want to pound all the figs. Oh, yeah. it's like a hot dog contest. Yes. You dip them in water and then just mm -hmm. down the gullet. Got it. Uh, and so... Uh, the the true um, villains are found and uh, I think waiting six hours for like a poop off would have been better right and it also says at the end of this it says um, it basically says like this is where we get the old saying <laughs> harm watch harm catch <laughs> oh that old chestnut yeah yeah all the time anyway that's what's going on in the life of Aesop and now we'll do the fable I mean I did oh wait that wasn't that was just a that was just the precursor. Mm -hmm. All of his life is a fable. Yeah, don't you yeah. get it? I did have some figs on my uh, grape nuts this morning because I'm in my 30s. Is it just me or like, does, do, does, do you guys want to see like a modern remake with Fig Newtons? Like where the master has... I also ate Fig Newtons today. <laughs> wow. Fuck, I love Fig Newtons. New, uh, Newmans? A uh, Fig Newmans. Mm. Oh my God, I love Fig Newtons. And Newmans, but like... Yeah, the, you're all it freaks. Gets, it actually gets You more, don't like Fig Newtons? No. It gets more old man. It was because I hurt my back this morning. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm having a Newman. Wow. <laughs> really living it up. dude. Yeah. Isn't it great to be in your uh, not 20s anymore? Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, so fable time. Uh, what do you know about the fable an axe and a forest? I mean, I can assume it's about cutting down trees. Yes. You damn right. Is this the fable about George Washington? No, nope. not nope. telling a lie. Paul, not a lie. Paul yet. Bunyan. Not oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's the fable. <clears throat> a carpenter that had got the ironwork of an axe already went to the next forest, with two R's, to beg only so much wood as would make a handle to it. The matter seemed so small that the request was easily granted. But when the timber trees came to find that the whole wood was to be cut down by the help of this handle, there's no remedy, they'd cried, but patience when people are undone by their own folly. What's the moral? Lots of blinking happening. Uh, Wait, that's a, that was a fucking dense uh, fable. Don't help people. I don't help people hurt you. Like the forest was like when they realized that the whole reason that he was cutting down them was to make an axe that would make it faster for him to cut them down. They turned on him, right? Did, did, did I track that right? On him? I mean, yeah, the trees are kind of animate here. But did did they actually turn on him, or did they were they just like, oh crap? Yeah, they they cry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. I was gonna say it's a shitty fable in that they, you can't do anything about it. Well, yeah. But don't it's don't help people hurt you. Uh, anything sure, anything to add? Um, because I, because you know that the moral is going to be like three times <laughs> as long as the fable. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean. Just like uh, our previous fable, the moral of the fable is in the fable, uh, which is basically people are undone by their own bullshit. But hoisted by your own petard. Yeah, uh, the the way that it's written, of course, fantastic. Nothing goes nearer a man in his misfortunes than to find himself in any way accessory to his own ruin. 
Okay. <laughs> now, uh, remind me, the interpretations of the fables are also from Aesop, right? Yeah, that's the like, whole thing. Yeah. So he is like, it's not only, here's a thing, and then I'm also going to tell you what the thing meant. Yep. Hmm. So, so this guy who couldn't speak and was a slave was up in his room just like furiously writing, like writing these things down where he'd basically like, this is a thing that I'm pissed about, and here's a thing and why you can't do it. See, I like this one less than the other ones because the trees are creatures as well. Oh, I think it's the oh, first one that we've done where it's not two animals, right? Well, yeah, but like if if like say he had, um, you can't suspend your disbelief for trees talking. Well, no, 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 because it's me. like the the moral of the story is like your your actions will be your undoing. I feel like it'd be it's not very good situational irony because it's they're outside factors. Whereas like if he needed a house and so he chopped down wood and the tree fell on his house and actually destroyed his house, you know, like where his actions were directly responsible. The fact that like they gave a branch and that was their undoing. Well, you'll have to remember in, in my mind, he wrote this right after puking up a bunch of water that he just <laughs> drank. So he's not feeling great. It's a very short fable. And just like, you know, what it just is. like shitting one out. Oh, is this just like a write a day project? for <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's Inktober. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I just, I'll shit this one out because I just, I, I can't. Yeah. Oh my God. It's not a great fable, but uh it's well written I, and there's nothing wrong uh, with spelling forest with two R's. But the problem is the puking story was better. Of course. Uh, the stories about his life are easily better than the fables. So good. I love figs. Mm-hmm. How, How can delightful. you not like, what kind of mischief Wait, is Asa so going like, to get into next? Do you like figs, but not Newton's? Uh, no, I don't like either of those things. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were. Have you had any other kind of Newton filling? Are there other things? I, I recently yeah. had like a, uh, like a, a dried cherry one. Is it the How crunchy bits that fine. you don't like? Do you like dried like fruit? The seeds? I'm okay with dried fruit. Uh, yeah, figs just don't do much it's for te- me. It's a texture? Uh, seeds are weird and the taste is not great. Welcome to our podcast where we grill Nick about his <laughs> food preferences. It's the worst. I hate this entire episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's, uh, that does it for the ASAP Abstinent and our podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Produced by Sonic Bazaar.